Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach. Join with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Maisland. Chris, how the heck are you doing there, guy? Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Our national nightmare is over, so everything's great. What, what, what's that national nightmare? Just watching the Bears play in general? Um, no, that's a personal nightmare, not a national one. That, 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 that's a localized nightmare <laughs> for the for, for people in the Illinois area and a, a personal nightmare for me as a Bears fan. No, the only Patriots didn't go 19 and 0. Ah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, so, the, the, Ravens, the, Ravens, the Ravens haven't necessarily always had our number. But it's always been written on a piece of paper somewhere in their bedroom. And every now and again, like they actually like get the wherewithal to clean it up. And they're like, oh, crap, here's that number. Let's dial it up. And unfortunately, this yeah. past Sunday was uh, was one of those nights. Lamar Jackson, uh, I believe it was uh, like, was it over 100, 100 yards rushing for him? Or it was close no, he, to only, it? he only ran for like 60 something yards. I mean, the, the team ran for over 200, but uh, yeah. Hall, Hall, Ingram, Hall, Ingram had a great game. Ingram had a great, great game. Um, I know Hollywood was receiving. Yeah. Nick what? Boyle lit him up. Yeah, don't uh, even well, get me. Well, it was a great – I'll say the uh, Belichick uh, can defend mobile quarterbacks uh, crowd had took a real shot this weekend. I will, I will say that because I saw a kid that I went to I, – I, there's a kid I, I went to Salem State with um, that is adamant. He's I mean, he's the biggest Patriots honk I know. He's like – I like Bigger than me? Yes, because I no, I'm saying like he goes to great lengths. I mean, he once said Alfonso Denard is one of the best corners in the NFL, which is one of the most. Ins- I was like, what? I'm like, <laughs> even for like bonkers Patriots takes, like that one took the cake. That that is like is that, that dude is even still in the NFL? Oh God, no! And he was dude. He got cut by the team, and he he lasted like a half a year with the Cardinals after he got cut by the Patriots, then never was heard from again. But. Anyways, he I, he 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 was on Twitter early on Sunday morning talking about how. Like you guys are like this isn't the same defense. No problem. They're gonna like they're gonna be able to stop the run without issue. Lamar Jackson, who is this guy? He stinks. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, because I'm like, I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen. But what I I was optimistic about what Baltimore was gonna be able to do at least in the running game. I expected the Patriots to win the game, but simply because of Greg Roman and what he did. If you recall, when Colin Kaepernick's first year as a starter, there was a Sunday night football game where the Niners came into Gillette and ran wild all over the Patriots granted yeah believe me I remember that game too (laughs) and it was it was beautiful but here's the thing I don't know where this idea that Bill Belichick is good at defending running quarterbacks came from um because like like again yeah there's the game against Colin Kaepernick that you just mentioned Cam Newton I believe is 2-0 against Tom Brady which is is absolutely ridiculous to think about Russell Wilson has ruined Bill Belichick every time he's played him yeah, two and one against against the Patriots. Russell yeah. Wilson right now, two and zero in the in the regular season. But uh, we all know who got that W in the, in the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, that no we way. do, that we do. But yeah, uh, yeah. Greg Greg Roman did a good did a, called a great game, and the Patriots defense uh, as their inability to defend the run got exposed. Do I expect? Are they still going to win the Super Bowl? Probably more yeah. than likely. But at least I got On to laugh at them. On a collision course with Jimmy G, baby. I hope but it happens. I did get to laugh at them, which is which is about the only joy I, I felt this Sunday. That's foreshadowing for the rest of the show. 
and and also a reference to my stupid bears and how they can't <laughs> play. But anyway. yeah, yeah, we'll move on now. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, we're actually still in the intro section of the script. So fantastic yeah. to give you guys oh, yeah. a little bit of background on the show, or rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football uh, League. Feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse, and also online where you can find us on Twitter at EO Fantasy and on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. Also, look us up on your podcast provider right now. Even the orange one. Right now, because we're no longer on EOD speed, so it's wicked important that you guys give us a like and a follow. So without further ado, on with the show. Chris, I do want to say, I finally broke and I looked up what the orange one was. Do you want to know what it is? Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I I So... No, I'm going to leave until the end of the show. I'm going to leave until the end of the show. All right, beautiful. The suspense will be killing me. I'm going to have a hard time focusing. (laughs) All right. Anyway, to give you guys a rundown of the show, we're going to give you guys our personal fantasy weeks. Chris is going to talk over some waiver wire targets. Uh, For our special segment of the week, we're going to tell you about our five-year keeper player and defense. So me and Chris are going to choose a player that we'd like to have on our fantasy rosters for five years as well as the defense. Then, as always, followed up by hits and whiffs, stardom, sit em, and then final thoughts. So, Chris, how was your personal fantasy week? <laughs> uh, remember you said that cliff was coming? Oh, it, did it come? It came! Oh, it came, and it wasn't just in the league we're in together. It was, I had my first <laughs> losing week of the season. I went one and three. Believe it me, was, the, the ceiling fell out for me too, man. Just, yeah, just, it, just let it, it out, let it out. I saw that nice Jamison Crowder meme you made when I posted the waiver wire targets on the Facebook page on, uh, last night. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was dedicated yeah, so, to you, bro. Uh, I know, I know, I know. There was a lot of, I mean, unless there was any other Chris's that sat Jamison Crowder out there, then that was also aimed at them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wouldn't that be hilarious? Like, it, it you know, would be. It would be very a very, very, very niche group. I'm in your head, Chris. Yeah, yes. Yes, you that are. That Chris, no. Not this Chris. There's some Chris in Estonia right now that's losing his mind. Um, <laughs> too, too much ketamine, man. But anyway, goddamn tell right. us. Goddamn right. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah. I, okay, so in, in, in our league that we're in together, um, Adam Thielen, that was pretty cool. Right, pulling his hand, re-aggravating his hamstring on the second possession of the game. Um, yeah, as the, the as I just mentioned, Liam's meme. Um, I love Jamison Crowder on the bench because I thought Thielen. Now, ham soft tissue injury is not something you want to screw with. But the reason I played Thielen is because Chris Godwin was a game time decision against the Rams, and I got like 160 yards and two touchdowns. And I'm like, I'm not getting burned like that again. Well, I so did. I, I, I just want to let folks listening right now know Jameson Crowder, four receptions, 70 yards in the first quarter. Yeah, so he, 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 he didn't exactly explode the rest of the game. No. But at that point is when I made the meme. And I was like, oh, Lord, he's heading for a 25 point game. Uh, I did have a good laugh when I was watching the that very Vikings Chiefs game. And I see, I, no, you know, it was bad. You know, like all hell had broken loose when they kept cutting to Thielen on the sidelines with his helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, like the Vikings are all they're on offense, and they're like, hey, here comes Ola BC Johnson, and they like, they keep cutting out of field, like, oh, nice catch by Laquan Treadwell, and they're like, I was, I was just going to say, Laquan Laquan Treadwell, I think it was like three or four receptions on the <laughs> yeah. night. I was like, we're well, no, high. Thought, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought. Now, see, I thought someone had maybe slipped ketamine into my uh, energy <laughs> drink because I was like, is that? Hold on, is that Laquan Treadwell? Like, I thought that man. 
was dead, but here he is alive and well, carving up the Chiefs secondary. So he got cut by the Vikings. Yep. Josh Doxson got cut by the Redskins. They uh-huh. switched teams, and now I, b- I believe they are both on the same team after Treadwell yeah. got cut by the Redskins again. I didn't re- I didn't know that Treadwell signed with the Redskins. I knew Doxson had signed with the Vikings after he got cut by the Redskins. Um, I, but yeah, I, I, was, I believe Treadwell signed with the Redskins. And no, that might have just been a joke that me and you told each other. I think it was a joke that you made on the first episode. But I do yeah. know that Doxon ended up, but regardless of where Trevor, well, I don't know if Trevor ended up anywhere else. That's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> but they had an injury to one of their like their like number four receiver, and then they brought Shortwell back. Yeah, no, I don't I mean, remember the guy's he, name. He, he, by, by all accounts, though, he's very, he's really well liked within the building just because of his work ethic. It's just been his production and his inability to be a, to run more than four routes. So yeah, or just, which, which has made him like, which is exactly what's made him fantasy irrelevant because he's a big bodied guy. He could have like this D, he could have had a DK Metcalf uh, kind of explosion, like you yeah, know, just running simple routes and being in like you know in a really in, in an offense that's suited to his talents. He could have been a red zone threat, and you could have been playing him in the in the slot, um, you know, or you could have been playing him in the flex position. Sorry, you know, week after week, and at least getting six or seven points out of him just off the touchdowns alone. But instead, uh, you know, Norm Turner just ended up really, really limiting his talents and just trying to lean on you know Kyle Rudolph, who was just aging rapidly, uh, along with freaking Case Keenum, who just couldn't exactly find. You know, find more than one or two targets a game. It also didn't help that Trebo was a first-round pick, and they literally found two guys essentially off the scrap heap and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Diggs was like a fifth-round pick. Thielen was an undrafted free agent. Those two guys just outplayed him. I don't think it was a matter of Trebo was put in a bad situation because he had plenty of opportunities to emer- to establish himself as a top receiver. It just didn't happen. I mean, his work his work ethic might be good, but the kid he, he just can't play. He just simply can't play. He was a first-round pick, yeah. and he was. He was widely considered, even though he was not the first receiver taken in that draft, he was widely considered to be the best or like the second best receiver in that draft class. But the criticisms were definitely there, though, that he was he had a very limited route tree and that, you know, that he might have a very low ceiling in terms of learning a new route tree. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. The, and the criticisms, yeah. they were always there. And that's His exactly why he hit. fell, I believe, to the bottom, the very bottom of the first round. He did, yeah. Yeah, he was either, I think he ended up being like the third receiver. That was a terrible draft uh, class. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he was the 30. 30- 30 second Corey, pick in the first Corey round. Cole, I don't think it was that low, but he Corey was, he Coleman, was pretty, yeah, like Corey Coleman and Josh Doxson also went in that went in that draft. <laughs> and I think I want to say that Michael Thomas went in the second round. He did. Michael Thomas went in the second round of that draft, and those guys, Josh Doxson, Corey Coleman, and Laquan Treadwell, all went ahead of him. Yeah. So from a fantasy perspective, I believe Michael Thomas has probably scored more fantasy points than those guys did accumulatively together um, throughout their entire careers thus far. Yeah, I'm pretty confident Michael Thomas got, like, his last, like, two games has gotten more than Treadwell has gotten his entire <laughs> career. But, no. uh, yes, so it wasn't just Thielen. Also, I will say before we move on to you, Liam, um, Alan Robinson also burned me. I uh, got six <laughs> yards. He finally got Trubisky. It finally happened, guys. Alan Robinson couldn't be – he couldn't be Superman forever. He couldn't continue to make uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit, as they like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Robinson finally finally caught being part of the league's worst offense. Finally caught up with him. He put up a dud. Um, oddly, those those are really the two guys. And Chris Goblin had a, had another mediocre game. So that's really what burned me because Dak Prescott had a fine enough game. My my two oddly enough, Duke Johnson as a fill in running back did did excellent for like a for like a prayer, like a hands up prayer running back play. He did really well. Yeah, so much for him being the number one in Houston, huh? It hasn't really happened. Carlos Hyde looked good, but Duke 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 was the leading receiver for Houston last Sunday. So hopefully, look, he'll continue to be uh, implemented that way, uh, utilized that way. I should say moving forward. Let's um, be honest, Deshaun Watson's the RB one in that offense. I mean, he hasn't really run that much though. 
Not not as much this year, but it, like essentially, like defenses uh, are guarding uh, the dude, are, are, are guarding against him when it comes to guarding against the run. Carlos Hyde has been a, has been a very pleasant surprise for them though. So he's I mean, he's not producing that? he's he's producing at like an RB two level. I mean even with the friggin' fumble he had last week. I mean he he's been he's been a nice nice surprise for them. But yeah, hopefully the uh, yeah a rough week for the 2019 Dream Team. But hopefully I will be able to bounce back. Uh, you, you next week should be fun because you and I play each other next week. So that should be a fun. Oh, a, lot yes. of, a lot of yelling. We play each other this week, I should say. So there's gonna be a lot of screaming next week. Yeah, no. Honestly, we should do like a live report, like you know, <laughs> right after the one p.m. Nah, games. Nah, 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 nah. No, no. I'm gonna be away this weekend, so unfortunately, uh, that, uh, so I, I probably won't even know what occurred until like five, until I get home, like late Sunday afternoon. So yeah, hopefully James Conner can play, so I don't have to play friggin' Kalen Ballage. But uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, my, my biggest burn of, of the. Uh, of the week definitely had to be Jacoby Brissett, 2.7 points. He unfortunately went down in the first quarter, uh, but it wasn't exactly having a productive game to begin with. Either way, I definitely would have appreciated a few more points considering how it ended, Chris. I'm sure you, I, I don't know if you saw the final score or not. It was, I, I almost pulled off the upset, but yeah, I was, say, meant to be. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know I, obviously Sony Michelle got taken off the field after the first half of that game, so that didn't do you too. It didn't do you yep, too well. Philip Dorsett only 1.3 points, David yeah. Montgomery 19.6, Jarvis Landry 11 points, Harrison Butker 18 points, Dallas and- Cowboys defense 24. Final score of this That's game, nice. despite despite my big whiff by Jacoby Brissett, I had I had 109 points to my opponent's 114. 108 you, points, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so you, you played I, you played Mike Evans, right? Yeah, I, I had Mike Evans. So yeah, Mike Evans 24. You know, yeah, Landry above uh, above 10 at 11. Butker 18. Dallas Cowboys defense 24. So, yeah, it was really so. so if it was I had played, the quarterback points, so Brissett get hurt I had the first played Kenyon Drake. Yeah, well, exactly. Because that's what you won. get. That's what you get for sitting greatness, Liam. <laughs> no, you'd be back in the playoffs. If you understood the brilliance of is Mr. Kenyon Drake, is this what I did? Like to anger the fantasy gods? I was doubting so, Kenyon Drake. Halloween, because I you know because I figured you were you were, you, you were probably uh, being a cool being a cool guy over there in the in the witch city uh, on on Halloween. So I was gonna send you a text because I was watch I was home watching the game, saying I was gonna send you a, a text shit talking you for not starting Kenyon Drake, but I decided against it because I wouldn't deserve it, man. Spirit, I was in the giving spirit on Halloween. Yeah, well, believe me, I was in the pretty flipping drunk spirit on Halloween. Yeah, but it was a great – no, exactly. So I didn't want to kill your buzz by, t- by letting you know that – by uh, insulting you for doubting Kenyon Drake's brilliance. Anyway, so, well, you know you know, you know what will give me even more of a buzz, Chris, if you tell us about some waiver wire targets. Okay, then. All right, here we go. And now and especially this first one. This we first are one somehow <laughs> even still on time according to the script. This first one will have you feeling all sorts of buzz, Liam, because this this is your favorite new player player Ooh, in the NFL. Baby, tell me. It's Mike Gesecki of the Hell. Miami Dolphins. Um I I know Liam is aware of this, but he had the best game of his career last Sunday, <laughs> the second round pick from last year. I am Rain Man, baby. And, yes, he he got ninety one or ninety two yards last week against the Jets. Uh, now and here's the thing about about the Dolphins. Uh, Preston Williams, the number one receiver, got injured out for the season. And uh, you know who the number two receiver is? Right? Who who now the new number one is? Devontae Parker. You know what he does a lot? Get injured. So <laughs> it's 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 shaping up. If if 
in champion. Mike Kosecki is in a brilliant situation right now to thrive. He's got Fitz, mm-hmm. Ma- Fitz Magic is, is currently on a heater right now. So it's, they got that made. one win. They got that one uh, win. So it's not entirely pathetic. They got the underdog, you know, like yeah. beating the, oh, yeah. like, you know, like, like the they, popular pick team. They might have to face the, the, the Brian Hoyer led cults this week. So right. uh, Fitz Patrick's going to be jumping around. So yeah, Gasecki has a real chance to be the fo- a focal point of this Dolphin, particularly with Mark Walden being suspended as well. Uh, the, Does Cincinnati they, play um, the Dolphins? Yes. Yes, they yes. do it in a oh. week or two. Oh, so, yeah. Is there just going to be like consecutive kneel downs? Like, it, it, like who, oh, who no. tanks harder in this game? No, this is – this uh, the Dolphins – This is a, we're going to get two tank fests in one year. Two tank fests like extravaganzas. We had it with the Redskins-Dolphins a few weeks ago, and now we're, get, we're getting Dolph- – I don't think we're getting it until December. I'll have to look at the calendar. That, that's unfortunate, but, but I know. But here's oh, the thing: that's a I, I, watch. We, we say this, but I can't wait to see Ryan Finley throw for like 350 yards and four touchdowns, and you know, know. It, it it'll be kind of like you know, like the high school coaches who don't want to get fined for blowing out a team too much. You know, like like the, the coach will be telling him, "Stop, stop." No, no, it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a game where the defense is just like laid down. It's gonna be like 85 to 76. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh yeah, but, the, the defenses but, will be planning their vacation by this. Point. Oh yeah, but anyway, oh, yeah. on with your list. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want uh, yeah. Too much Gisecki, Mike Isecki love. No, yes, exactly. So now, now, now the next guy, next guy is a guy that I told you to pick up two weeks ago. But here's the thing: nobody picked him up, and you got burned for not picking him up because he he had another great game, and that's in that uh, he, had a, he had a great game last week with Brian Hoyer at the helm. That would be Zach Pascal. Now Liam and I's good personal, our close personal friend Eugene Hilton is out for at least the next three or four weeks. So Pascal has become the de facto number one wide receiver. They're playing this very uh, at the this Miami Dolphins team this weekend. Pascal, I guess the Steelers last week had let's let's check the notes. Check the notes. I lost myself point of the page. He uh sixty he had sixty he had sixty sixty four yards at a touchdown. Just, just so you guys know, week. if you're watching, uh, Chris uh, is a caveman and literally writes his notes on paper. That's correct. That, I'm that is not a tabs. Lot. I'm and, tabs right now. And and can't even know. Pascal, so in addition to five receptions, sixty four yards at a touchdown last week, he has seventy plus yards in three of his last five games. Yes, those other two games he had single digit yards, but that's beside the point. Zach Pascal is a solid flex play. He should be a solid flex play. Until Eugene comes back, I'm all all aboard the Zach Pascal train. Pick him up this time, guys. Pick him up this time. Yeah, all right, you, number you, you, yeah. Eugene and Dakota, baby. Exactly. Are two of our favorite players. You got him right. Your guy are <laughs> I'd say arguably our two favorite players. Particularly <laughs> Eugene's number one, though. Oh, absolutely. One one B behind Kenny Drake. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and yes, and uh, number three, you mentioned Ryan Finley. So. We're going Ravens defense this week. Yes, they're <laughs> mediocre. They're mediocre as hell. I understand that. This is not. This isn't. This isn't your father's Baltimore Ravens defense. I know that they're not. This is not the two thousand. You, you mean Ray Lewis ain't coming out the tunnel? No, 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 no. no. Ed Reed. Ed there. Reed is not the kryptonite. <laughs> no, no. Chris McAllister. No Jamie Sharper. No Peter Bulware. Hell, no Eric Weddle. So you can't Bilfer's not gonna go 13 for 20 and no. one TD. <laughs> no, 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 I can confirm that. But anyways, this Ravens defense does have a little bit of talent. They uh, obviously did a pretty decent job of Patriots de- they had a pretty decent game against the Patriots defense last week. They had the obviously the big fumble recovery touchdown, a couple sacks on Brady. And uh the Bengals have the uh one of the worst offensive lines of the league and a rookie quarterback making his first start. So that that that, that strikes me as a recipe for success. Call me crazy. 
Most so, definitely. So they're they're very good streaming play this week. Long term, they uh, they don't have a lot of viability, but uh, great streaming play this week, I believe. Uh, moving on, uh, another one. You know, uh, Liam, I was a big fan of the Hard Knocks guys, so this is going to make them perk up. Uh, Hunter Renfro of the Oakland Raiders. He is now, my namesake of, of uh, my team and me and Chris's league. I am Kylo is. Renfro. Exactly. Adam, big Star Wars fan. Have you, have you big big fan of, like, of receding hairlines early in age, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Big fan of guys that are uh, younger than you but look like they're 55. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that, that's why I like. I mean, I mean, Hunter Renfro, I think, is like three to four years younger than me and looks like maybe <laughs> five years younger than me. looks like he's about 20 years older. It's, it's and, pretty crazy. And then he even explained it on Hard Knocks. Like, it's not even receding. It's just, like, how it is. That's how it is, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Mr. Uh, Mister receding hairline, uh, 85-year-old, uh, going 23, going <laughs> 85, uh, wide receiver, uh, formerly the Clubs and Tigers. Um, he's had 10 catches, 142 yards, and two touchdowns in the last two weeks. So, he's, he's, he's shaping himself up to be the number two passing option, or perhaps number three, behind Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. So he, he looks like he's starting to finally click with Derek Carr. They don't have a great matchup this week against the Chargers, but I think Renfro, if you're looking for a receiver to put to uh, take a take a take a flyer onto the end of your roster, you could do a lot worse than this guy. He seems to be he's he's clicking recently. Plus he's got a plus as as we said, sick hairline, and and he's a geriatric. So he's he's really remarkable what he's put what he's been able to do considering his age. And uh, last but not least, I mean, when you think of the great fantasy quarterbacks of the last decade. One of the name, one of the after you get past the uh, the Brady's and the Mannings and the Rogers, you arrive at Ryan Tannehill, of course. <laughs> um, so yes, he he is my next he is my next pick. Now, believe it or not, in all three of his starts, two plus touchdowns, including last week, he ran one in and in garbage time against Carolina. And as you weirdos who play in who play in leagues where passing touchdowns are four points. Just, just discriminating against touchdowns. I know that's very mean. Um, putting less value on. I mean, them. honestly, some leagues just, just discriminate against quarterbacks in general. I'm they not a fan of the, of the of the whole 25 points per one point uh, I, thing. I, no, I, I, I have no issue with that. I have no issue with that. I go, I go 25 of mine, but I, I give six for passing touchdowns in addition. But for anyways, for all you weirdos who play in four leagues with four, obviously rushing touchdowns are more valuable at the six. So Tannehill got you one of those last week. He's got a, he's got a pretty good matchup with the Chiefs this week, and he's and honestly he's he's looked he's looked pretty good. He's looked better than Mariota since he's gotten in there. He's he's provided a little bit of a spark to that ten, to that uh, stagnant Tennessee Titans offense. So and especially it's a lot lot of lot of guys on by this week, including Tom Brady. So he he's worth a look. He's worth a look this week as 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 a, as a streamer against the uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, all right, all right. So that is the that right there is the fantasy waiver wire targets from Chris. We just found this out, Chris. We can do this. Uh, so during so oh, during the so, uh, so during during the Earful and Dirt podcast uh, last Sunday, which by the way you guys can tune in every uh, seven thirty p.m. every Sunday night uh, beginning in February to the Earful and Dirt podcast covering Major League Rugby. Uh, but yeah, we found this out. We can do this. Look at that. Plug. We can do this. That's crazy. Yeah. So you yeah you just scroll over to the comment thingy. Click show. So, guys, tell us, you know, if you're watching, what are your thoughts on the waiver wire? What are your wire? thoughts on the waiver wire? I, I should say, again, uh, if you're in, in the spirit of plugs, uh, every Thursday night at, uh, between 5 and 5.30 Eastern, you will find those on our Twitter and Facebook accounts. And uh, also, I, I, I'm surprised no one's chirped me. They're like, oh, why are you picking those guys? Okay, that's the thing. If you play, like, an 8- to 10-team league, you don't need any waiver wire help. You got, you got, you got <laughs> viable players on that shit all the time. These 12 the, and 16 man these, leagues. These are for the deep league lunatics, these picks. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to one of my personal favorite sections, hits and whiffs. Oh, there was there were some good ones this week, and by good ones I mean I pretty much knocked every single one out of the yeah, yeah. bike. Oh yeah. You you, yeah. you you look like Randy Marsh hopping around on his balls right now. Yeah. Chicken on the rocks. That yeah. song is called Chicken on the Rocks. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh, we, we very much we, we very much recommend when you watch Earful of Fantasy to also have a tab of YouTube open <laughs> listening to Chicken or, on the Rocks. Or Google for whatever stupid-ass non-football-related references we bring into the show. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That That's was, like a full-time. That, was, that wasn't even that big of a deep cut right there. That wasn't. That was, that was tame for these airwaves. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Anyway, my big hit of last week, Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Arizona Cardinals and Guy Secchi versus yeah, the Mike Jets. Gusecki, exactly. It's, yep. it's his time. But Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, th- over 300 yards, of uh, three touchdowns. What, what can Jerry I say? Was rolling. Jerry was rolling last Thursday. Jim, Jimmy G was proving the haters wrong, saying he's just more—he's just a mere game manager. He's usually a game manager, but I think he's—he yeah, no. he has the ability to put a game on his back when it really, you know, when it really when needs he's play, it. When he's when he's playing yeah. the worst passing defense in football, he can carve him up. And anyway, Gaiseki versus the Jets. I just kind of called it. I I felt in my bones <laughs> something was going to go right for the Dolphins That's in this game. And I have so little faith in Adam Gase as a coach. I just thought it was going to be this one, and I was right. Believe me. Believe, Wait, I, I, Adam I know. Gase isn't viewed positively as a coach? <laughs> Wait, you mean the guy I, I who lost? Do, I don't want to do this too much because Corey's going to screenshot it and make it the thumbnail of the week. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hey, why not? I think that's an invitation. <laughs> he already did it once. What is the the uh, impersonating Adam Gase's eyes from his opening press conference uh, podcast? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that 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 was uh, where I hung my hat this week. My my whiff, you know, it wasn't the biggest whiff, but uh, I, I I had you guys sit uh, Cortland Sutton versus Cleveland, uh, sixty seven yards and a touchdown. So yeah. You know, not, definitely would have been a viable uh, flex option, you know, or wide receiver too. Uh, it would have helped me in, in one of, in my league. I, I lost my undefeated season in because I played. Um, I played friggin' Michael Gallup, who only got who did score, but got like thirty yards instead of him. So that that was a few points lost, and that would have definitely helped me out. Would have helped me in a bunch of shit, man. But that's just not how that cookie crumbled. Chris, nope. tell me about your week. I didn't try. I didn't trust Brandon Allen his baby hands. Um, sorry. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so my so my uh, my hit was starting Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs was the number three, even though he did not have any receptions on the day. He was the number three fantasy running back in standard leagues. He had 120 yards and two scores. So hell of a game for the rookies. Put together a very very impressive campaign over there in Oakland. So yeah, yeah my uh, my whiff was uh, was about as bad as it gets. So my whiff is starting Gardner Minshew. Remember when I said fun Ooh. things happen in London for the Jaguars? Yeah, it didn't really work out. Two so interceptions well. or two or three interceptions. Two interceptions, two fumbles, four takeaways, four turnovers. Sorry, four turnovers, zero touchdowns. Um, uh, here's a fun fact mm-hmm. for you. So, in terms of every quarterback that appeared in a game last week for fantasy football, Minshew only did better than three of them. One of them was Jacoby Brissett, who got hurt in the first quarter. Who were the other two? Liam. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, God, I can't even like remember last week. Barely though, like. It was a elite company, elite company that he edged out. 
Oh, um, probably like Hoyer. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, no. no Hoyer had a no. Hoyer nope. had a pretty decent no, game. Hoyer so, for uh, all right. So, like maybe like uh, Kyler Murray. Um, nope. No. no. Um, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more guess. Two guys. You you uh, you, you you pick guys that score. Baker. You know that? No, Baker scored too. So the two guys that didn't score besides him, they didn't throw any turnovers. The only two guys that the only two guys that did not get hurt in a game that Gardner Minshew did better than Mitch Trubisky <laughs> and Dwayne Haskins. So wow. yes, that was uh, as bad yeah. as it gets. And guess who started at Haskins and Trubisky? Only the the highest level masochists that play this wonderful game. So Gardner Minshew burned everybody that played him, and Minshew Mania has now come to an end for the time being because Doug Marone benched his ass. So he went out with an absolute fizzle and made everybody sad, made everybody well, shave their mustache. Which is off. unfortunate because it's very was, unfortunate. Yeah, because Duval was getting behind him. I, yeah, I love seeing white trash in the stands, like we you know big old mustaches. Oh yeah. Flint Flint Minshew is fucking all sad <laughs> going back across the pond. Going back yeah. to going back to Florida, Mississippi, yeah. wherever the hell he lives. Yeah. Are we still going to get shots of Flint Michigan? Of his dad? I hope so, because it was hilarious. We, we, need, yeah, we need a live stream into his living room, man. It, I would it was watch tremend- that. It was, I, would, I would, too, at least for like a couple minutes, just to see, just to check in on him. See, see, do an Are You Okay check after his son got benched again. But um, Flint, it was great because he was um, – in between like randos like we're not like it was like just like because that's what i love about london games is people just because they only get a few nfl games a year people just like wear gear from whatever team and mm-hmm. he's just like he's like he was just like between guys in like chargers jerseys <laughs> and there's like, flint moon and his visor like, he stood out like a freaking sore thumb which, like, which implies he's at the game alone like you know yeah, great. doesn't even like bring any friends he's just like i'm going to watch my boy which i love it like i'm not even making fun of that like that's like no, that's amazing flint a treasure yeah, he's a treasure. As far as I know, he's a treasure. Yeah, but like, he's one of those guys. I don't want to research too much into like what his like political or social opinions no, are. No, like, of course not. No, until and, and that's the beauty. That's the beauty. It's ignorance is bliss. Until until <laughs> something is presented to you, you can just pretend that everything's awesome. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our special segment of the week: our five-year keeper players and defense. So once again. Me and Chris are going to choose one player that we would love to keep on our fantasy roster for the next five years, as well as one defense. So my uh, my skill position player that I'm going to uh, pick to stay for five years, I know you're not looking at the script, Chris, Mr. Miles not. Sanders uh, for the for the Philadelphia huh. Eagles, Miles Sanders, huh. uh, for, the, for the last few weeks, he has been going off. He's been getting a lot more utilization inside this off- off- offense, particularly in the passing game. So he's somebody that, uh, you know, if he's still on your waiver wire, you definitely might want to uh, target. Uh, Saquon Barkley is on the record as saying he thought he was one of the best uh, running backs in the draft class. Now, granted, they were teammates at Penn State. Of course, you want to hype up your, your former Ryan. teammate. But at the same time, he was really productive at Penn State. Uh, you know, and him and Saquon, they have a really good relationship. And I don't think Saquon Barkley is somebody who's, you know, one to gas up somebody to the media just for the sake of it. You know, especially in that New York media where you want to be careful about your words. I think Miles, uh, I think he's going to be a, a big piece of this offense going forward, particularly, uh, you know, Carson Wentz. He's only averaging about seven yards uh, per pass right now. I think they're really trying to protect him and his body. And I think they're going to try to work him into the game plan more and more as they want to make sure Wentz is around for a long time to win games. That, uh, that, that That's a very good point. Cause obviously Wentz is a very long history, uh, long injury history, but uh, he was also had a really, have had a really, really brutal schedule in terms of for, against defense. They've had the bills, the bears, the, the Cowboys, like they've had a really, really tough, tough schedule. So that, that uh, definitely contributes to the low passing average as well. I like Sanders. 
But the problem, and I, I, he's been particularly impressive as a pass catcher, but he has a fumble. He has a well-documented fumbling problem that really hasn't necessarily fallen in the NFL yet. But more, my, that's less of a concern for me. More of my concern with him is the usage in Philly because they were on a very, very deep committee. Doug Peterson does not like committing to one back. So that that's the only reason I like Sanders. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be a viable fantasy uh, like a RB two for a while. But I just don't, I just don't think he's gonna be like a breakout star ever, just because of the of the way Doug Peterson approaches the running back. I, I, I don't see a breakout coming this year. I see it coming either in his sophomore year or in his junior year because I I don't know. I I, I think it's coming. I think he's a really smart player physically. He's yeah, very I mean, gifted. I mean, he has all the he has all the tools. I think it's a usage. I think it's gonna be a usage thing. I just think yeah, this Doug that, Peterson hasn't exactly got his running backs going in this offense, uh, you know, thus far. But so that's, that's consistent that's, with him, though. But but if yeah. you look at his entire time in Philly, like he's never had like a feature back. It's just been like one. It's been like essentially like I don't even say they have a one A. It's kind of just been like a bunch of one Bs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, or like Sean Payton before Ingram and Kamara. Like that. That's how that's how Sean Payton used to do things too. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways. Anyway, my defense that I'm choosing, the San Francisco 49ers, both Kyle Shanahan um, and yeah, and uh, we can't even think of the GM's name right now. They both got pretty long contracts. I John believe. Lynch. Yeah, John Lynch. They both got seven-year contracts, I believe. Uh, they, they did. Yeah, they're both. The organization is invested in them for the long haul, and I think this this defense is so good right now, and I think it's only going to improve. Obviously, Richard Sherman is only going to last another year. He, he might even be out. You know, after this year, who knows? He's having, he's having he's having his best year in, in years. He's, he's having a great season. He did negotiate his own contract, with also, which is something I really respect. Um, but yeah, no, that's great leadership on this defense. I think there's a lot of young guys, particularly obviously Bosa uh, on that line. Solomon Thomas getting his got his first uh, real sack like two weeks ago, I believe. Woo! Chargers or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's like you know, one on one, like you know, like his old days from college, like you know, wrapping up the quarterback. So. You know, who knows? Maybe I think Solomon Thomas still has another two years on his rookie deal. That's going to be inexpensive. Uh, DeForest Buckner is an absolute is an absolute stud. Eric Armstead, I, you know, he probably makes really good pancakes or something like that. He's still on the roster for some reason. Uh, yeah, that's just baffling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, you would think that that'd be a roster spot or some trade bait, but, but obviously this, you know, Kyle have- Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, anyway, great offensive schemer. He's obviously put the uh, the places in. Uh, you know, the pieces in place to make sure this defense is able to learn and develop and be successful. So I would totally take the San Fran defense for the next five years, giving some of the, you know, the young guys they have, especially Mr. Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. If he can stay healthy, man, he, again, well-documented injury problems, but that guy, I mean, his friggin' technique and his strength, his technique is so pure. Like watching his tape coming out of Ohio State, which is, it was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. like who- now, who are you choosing, Chris, though? All right, I, so, I, I know you want to ogle over the, the beauty Bosa, of the, the physique Nick Bosa, of Nick Bosa. I just love edge rushers, man. Sorry, I get to, I, Nick, Bosa, Nick Bosa brought me a lot of joy. Uh, anyways, my my uh, my pick for the uh, long, because, again, I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to, like you, like a, a rookie, like a rookie who I think has a lot of promise. It was a gentleman that I just gassed up about 10 minutes ago, Mr. Josh Jacobs. Now, I think Jacobs is in a situation in Oakland where I think that they're basically building around him on that offense. I mean, Derek Carr, even though he's been better this year, I mean, their passing game really isn't that great. And they're, they, they, again, they, they seem, and Gruden is an old school, nasty coach. I mean, he's just going to like pass to his tight end, run the ball a zillion times. And Jacobs, thankfully, because he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires from his, his time in Bama, I think he'll be equipped to do that for the next five years. And Very he's true. been and that, that was that was the big thing everybody loved to talk about coming out of college. It's like he doesn't have a whole lot of tread on his tires, and that so yeah. far that's proof to be true. Because it's funny because 
Saban before he's changed philosophy in the last few years because he ran Ingram and Der- Derrick Henry into the ground at Bama. He gave them mm-hmm. a zillion touches. Now Ingram is surprised. Ingram, no, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry's still not quite at the hitting the wall age yet. But Mark Ingram is like thirty, and he really isn't showing any signs of decline, which is surprising, considering how many mm-hmm. how much he handled the ball at Bama. He, I mean, he won a Heisman while he was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you can attribute that to Sean Payton not giving him the ball a zillion times uh, in New Orleans initially. But I just think Jacobs, I really like the the trajectory Jacobs is heading in. He's averaging almost five yards a carry this season. His pass catching could, still needs to come along, but if his pass catching come along, I think he could be, I think he could, he could be, he could challenge for the number one pick overall in fantasy in the next Ooh. few years. I think right now, I think at the end of next, if Jacobs can stay healthy and he, and he continues producing at a similar clip right now, I think he'll be in the late first, early second mix next year. But well, that's, that, that's an EOF hot take right there, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, as good uh, as they come. Now defense again. The thing I almost picked the Niners, but the problem is that I think there's there's some things about their defense that kind of alarm me because like they didn't have a lot of turnover um, and this year. And there's a lot of guys that were, that like a Kello Weatherspoon, for example, had done absolutely nothing. He's he's their number two corner behind Sherpa, and he had done Jack Diddley before this season, <laughs> and all of a sudden this year he's having a tremendous year. So I just don't I don't I don't know if that's sustainable with him. And Bosa's injuries make me nervous as well. So I went with, uh, with another uh, youth-filled defense that I think that I just happen to trust more, and that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they've kind of turned into a sack and turnover machine in the last few weeks. Artie Burns, right? It's Artie <laughs> Burns, exactly. It's all Artie Burns. But no, for, but for me, I mean, again, they've been excellent with the sacks and, ter- ter- and takeaways of late, and the, the, they have three young players that I think they can build around that, are, that I really think have high trajectories. I think that would be T.J. Watt. Devin Bush and Micah Fitzpatrick. Those are just three young guys that I think have extremely high ceilings. And TJ Watt is starting to like really break out. Like he's like, he's like hitting like star status this season. He's, he's graded out as a top three edge rusher in the league, which is bonkers. And obviously is he going to get to his brother's level? Probably not, but he's been a hell of a player, hell of a hell of a player. And I just, I just think Pittsburgh and they're, they're well coached. We keep Butler's done a good job over there. I don't think, Tom, I don't think particularly with what Tom has done this, I don't think Tom was going anywhere anytime soon. So I think they're a well coached team. I think they're, I think they're, I think the defense is fast. I think they're physical. And again, and they, and they, and unlike in the past, they don't have a ton of like old guys on that team. I mean, it's like Cameron Hayward and Joe Hayden. And that's basically it. Every, it's a very, it's a, it's a youth driven movement. And I think they're only going to keep getting better as long as their current coaching staff is in place and they don't have the injury concerns that the Niners have. So that's the reason I went with the Steelers. Awesome. 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 Oh my God. We are still on time. According to the script, this is a miracle for this show. People. It, it really is. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we, we are moving we, on we to all this week. <laughs> we are moving on to everybody's favorite segment, or at least the one, you know, we kind of put the most work into stardom, sit we're going, and yeah, this is where this is where we make the money, baby. This is this where exactly. th- this is what makes this is where, such a great segment. Exactly, this is where the victories and L's pile up, kids. Oh yeah, oh, this is yeah. where this, this is this, this is where Liam starts bouncing on his balls or head hanging his head to shame. <laughs> Chicken on the rocks, baby. All right, <laughs> we're gonna start it off with quarterbacks right now. For my stardom, I'm going to tell you guys to start off Kyler Murray versus the Buccaneers. It's a pretty suspect uh, secondary. They came pretty close to upsetting the 49ers. Yeah, not not as close as the score might indicate, but still uh, pretty close in terms of total points. I think this is going to be one of Kyler Kyler Murray's breakout games for the season, even though I wasn't too hot on the kid coming out of college. My sit-em 
Mr. Ryan Tannehill versus the Chiefs, despite oh, the fact God, that he's had two no. plus touchdowns. No. I, despite the fact that he's had two plus touchdowns, I think this team is going to fall behind early. I think he's going to end up having to throw a lot, but I just don't think it's going to be productive. I'm going to call at least Touchdown. two. Um, no, no, uh, two plus two plus interceptions for Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Versus the he Chiefs. He threw two last week. He threw two last week against Carolina. Well, Still got he, the end zone. He he might he he might be my big whiffa next week. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Chris, we'll see. I mean, I mean, again, it's it's again. You're doubting. You're doubting greatness once again, Liam. Shame <laughs> on you. Shame okay, on you. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play him in in our, against me this week, right? Oh yeah, totally, probably. You, you know you have to because 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 uh, Michelle's on oh, yeah. by. Yeah, because half the freaking league's on by right yeah. now. So uh, yeah, waiver wire is way more important this week, man. Six no, teams on why, by. I, that's why because I because 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 I had Philip Lindsay and Duke Johnson as, and uh, on by, so I had to pick up and counter might not play, so I had to pick up. Kept Ballage simply because he's a body, which is awful. If I had to play Ballage on Sunday, you like you well, automatically. I mean, win. the thing is though, the thing is though, Ballage might actually like you know get a decent workload. Um, yeah, because like, you know, they get, have no other running backs. But but you know you know who will definitely get a decent workload. Kenyon Gaseki. Gaseki exactly. Okay, that's true. That's true. Gaseki will guarantee to get an amazing workload. He'll be the number one tight end again this week. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving on to the quarterback startup. Now I'm going with another uh, with a no, with a no name quarterback this week. That'd be Drew Brees. Now Drew Brees um, is, yeah, it, is, Drew that like, is that like one of like like one of the undrafted Allens or something like that? Uh, like, uh... Yes, yeah. He, he played he played with Kyle Allen at friggin' uh, wherever the Houston, wherever the friggin' Kyle Allen played. Um, Case Keenum anyway, went to Houston. He did. I actually Still the NCAA leader all time in in passing yards. He beat he he beat Timmy Chang of the University of Hawaii. <laughs> That's crazy. I Timmy know, Chang right? was a kid. Timmy Chang was a kid who in like 2004 who like got NFL hype for like two seconds because he threw for nine zillion yards at Hawaii, and then he got drafted. I think he didn't even get drafted. He he ended up not making the Lions. The Lions signed him and like and as an undrafted free agent to make the team it was kind of hilarious. I'm um, <laughs> just showing how useless college football is. Uh, anyway, so Breeze uh, Breeze had carved up the Cardinals uh, two weeks ago before the bye, and he gets rewarded by having the Atlanta Falcons play uh, come into the Superdome. Uh, that's the, that 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 Brees threw three sixty or three sixty and three TDs against the Cardinals in, in the in the in the Superdome a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up very similar stats uh, this week against the Falcons. So my sitem is uh, Kirk Cousins against the Cowboys. Um, Sunday Night Football, great defense. Kirk Cousins vomit game. It's like book it, book it like <laughs> this. I got the Cowboys have a winning record. It's prime time. Cousins is gonna f- just be yakking all. I believe the game is in Dallas. Like, oh, it's all over for Kirk Cousins. He didn't have a great game in Arrowhead Cut. last week. It's, I think it's going to be even worse this week. More or less than 160 yards. Probably, probably 160 sounds right. One, one, like, like, right around that range. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, like, at least two picks, maybe a fumble. Cousins is more of a fumble guy than a pick guy, though. So maybe at like least two. one touchdown. Cousins, he's got to get that garbage time touchdown, man. You got to at least give him that. Perhaps, but I just yeah, it, it just this is this is the ultimate Kirk Cousins blow up, like Kirk Cousins vomit game right here. All right, now running backs, Chris, what do you got? All right, so stardom, uh, Marlon Mack. Obviously, we referenced the Colts a zillion times this week. They have injuries galore. Not sure if Jacoby Brissett or. Brian Horner will be starting on Sunday, so I think that it's going to be the Marlon Mack show. He had a decent enough game against Pittsburgh with Brian Horner under center last week. Um, uh, safe to say the Miami Dolphins' run defense is not as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers' run defense, so this could be one of Mar- Marlon Mack's patented 
explosion game. He's kind of went from like, he's kind of been balancing like mediocre and amazing games all season. Mm-hmm. He had a mediocre one last week. So I think he's due for a great one this week. And uh, I, I just want to say if, if in an alternate universe where Marlon Mack is on the Detroit lions, He's definitely called Eminem, and there's no way that Eminem, like, would, like, like the, the rapper Eminem, wouldn't be hyping him up on Twitter every every second, like you know, every chance that he got. Certainly it possible. Would totally be a thing, and certainly they missed possible. it. They but missed it. If he played for the Lions, because that franchise is cursed to running back since Barry Sanders sad to retire yeah. at age at age thirty. Um, Mac would never get a thousand yards, and he would be garbage. Hey man, so, carry uh, on, carry on's going for it, bro. But got hurt. Carry yeah. on got hurt. I'm telling you, Marlon Mack would be he'd be in a body bag if he was in Detroit. <laughs> and and he and he's had a couple of injuries in Indianapolis, a couple of minor injuries in Indianapolis. So those would have turned into serious serious ones if he was in Detroit. But uh, my, speaking of serious injuries, uh, my sit of this week is Todd Gurley. Uh, now Todd Gurley obviously has not been very effective this season. He um, still finds his way into the end zone, which has salvaged him in fantasy football. But I think against a tough Steelers run defense, I don't think he's going to find the end zone, and I don't think the volume is going to be there to offset his lack of scoring. So he only actually right before. I mean, obviously they were off, they were on by last week, but he only he only touched the ball I believe ten or eleven times against the Bengals two weeks ago. I understand it was a blowout, but he got out touched by Daryl Henderson, and I honestly wouldn't be stunned if that happens again. You know, it, it should, uh, a game against the Bengals too, like for the for the whole NFL, it's kind of like your taco buy, uh, you know, from the old, yes, exactly. from the old from series, the league. Of, like, the league. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be your stat round. pattern, and you would think that you know Sean McVay might have been like, you know, let's see what the kid can do right now against like, like the B team of the NFL. No, that didn't even happen. And what was crazy is he didn't even give Henderson that many touches. There's, they they they, were, they kept throwing. What they're trying to do right now with Gurley, they're trying to make this extension seem viable. You know, but you know, while also conceding to the fact that his knee is just not healthy enough to be as dominant a back as no, you know the person they no, drafted. No, the the machine that was Todd Gurley like two three years ago is gone. It's it's gone for good. Like he he just can't hold up, and that's why the extension was such a bad idea because Gurley obviously was a top end talent, but he just can't physically hold up. And he's he got gonna deep that money though. He did, and but Gurley's deteriorating at a rapid, at a, honestly, at an even more rapid rate than it seems like guys like Tomlinson and Sean Alexander and those guys did. And, and again, this is something that people called in college. This is something that we knew about when, sure. when he was getting drafted, that For his sure. knee was going to be a problem. You know, that's I, I, what he, but he yeah. still went above Melvin Gordon, and I'm not saying that Melvin Gordon has been an absolute stud in his career, like definitely not. But at the same time, he's at least been, you know, you know, healthier on a more consistent basis. He's scored a ton of touchdowns. He's at least he's been productive in the passing game. Maybe not as much as Todd Gurley, but still, he's been. You know, when he hasn't been holding out, you know, Gurley, Gurley's been banged up too. Obviously, not to the. I'm mean, sorry, Gordon's been banged up, but not to the degree that Gurley has. So exactly. Maybe not the greatest example, but I. But still, anyway, you slice it. Even with Gordon's like injury hit, even with the like the uh, bumps and bruises he's had, it's nothing like Gurley. At least he still has two knees. Mm-hmm. Very true. So for my running backs, I'm going to tell you guys to start Mark Ingram versus Cincinnati. I think uh, they're going to try to give Lamar Jackson a break after a pretty physical game against New England. Cause yeah. Um, and, and also Mark Ingram, just as, as like, like, like Chris has said, he's been one of the best players in the NFL so far this season. Really, uh, really remarkable, remar- remarkable so far in that Ravens uh, run oriented offense. Um, he is not the only Ravens start either I have for this show, just because, like I said, Cincinnati is, in fact, the B team of the NFL. I'm going to tell you guys to sit, though, uh, Mr. Samuels versus the Rams. That's crazy. Of the, 
Yeah, I know, right? Uh, of, of, the, of, of, the, well, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that run game is, abs- is an absolute monstrosity. Well, thankfully, James Conner practiced today. <gasps> so he might be trending upwards for the game. Oh, well, in that in that case, I'm going to make sure you guys definitely don't start Mr. Samuels because if they're, in fact, going to get James Conner some run time, they're probably, it's probably not going to be a very run-oriented game, game plan. I mean, we'll see how James Conner's shoulder holds up, so there's no guarantee that he does play. Mm-hmm. But 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 you're right. The Steelers, uh, the run, the running backs have been way more effective as pass catchers this season than rushers, as Samuel's as evidenced by Samuel's performance last week, where he ran for about five yards and caught and received got like eighty receiving yards. All right, and now moving on to wide receivers, I'm going to tell you guys to start Golden Tate versus the Jets. The Giants will win Ooh, this boy. game. I'm I'm calling it right now. The Jets are that's, a train wreck. Adam Gase will be done as the head coach after this year. Uh, yeah, no. Sam so, Darnold uh, better hope so. The, uh, I'm not even. I'm not even necessarily saying start Daniel Jones because I'm. I'm definitely not. But I'm saying Golden Tate is definitely going to get a ton of targets. I'm guaranteeing a touchdown, at, at least one for him inside that stadium, the Snoopy Bowl, baby. You know, the a regular season Snoopy Bowl. Oh yeah. And yeah, and yeah. special things always happen. And I think uh, Golden Tate is trying to have you know some sort of resurgence in the twilight of his career after a pretty. Successful run in Detroit and Seahaw- and, uh, and with the Seahawks a few years ago. Uh, definitely not making the Super Bowl. Definitely not getting another ring. What? At least I would, at least You're I was telling me team. that the New York Giants are not winning the Super Bowl? Woo! I hate to crush your dreams. Down. That's and, a and, take and a half right there. Now, uh, this is a guy who I like, who, uh, you know, week after week, I tell you guys to cool your jets on a ton of people. Mr. Curtis Samuel, he put up a pretty respectable 14 points, uh, you know, in most leagues last week. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't think he's 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 not very consistent at keeping up week to week production, especially when he did when he has a good game. So I think uh, uh, Mr. Samuels is going to have to. Uh, yeah, Curtis Samuel is going to have to sit versus the Green Bay Packers, which has been one of the better defenses uh, this year under Mr. Pe- under Mr. Bob Mike Pettin. Chris, tell us about your wide receivers. All right. So my start is again, I'm really going to limb this week with brave uh, picks. My start is Michael Thomas. Now, um, he's leading the league in receiving yards. I think it's a pretty good bet that he's going to keep rolling against the, the uh, whoever is still available for the Atlanta Falcons defense. I think Dan Quinn will dial up his patented uh, tackling option, coverage optional uh, package, and Thomas will have a nice uh, nice, nice afternoon. I'm really sad that I have to play you this week with Michael Thomas going against this friggin' Pop Warner defense. That's, that's really exciting. That's very exciting. I'm going to put my foot on your throat and watch you die. That's uh, certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly now that my now now that now that I'm over the cliff, uh, uh, my my, my sit this week would be I, again we're going oh just all Pittsburgh Steelers LA Rams because I'm going uh, Juju Smith Schuster because uh, Schuster's obviously Ooh. been up has been up and down because of the fact that he's had friggin' Mason Rudolph and uh, Devlin Hodges throwing him the ball. Uh, and he, he was has a big pick. But he was a big pick to be, you know, a, a, you know. I'm pretty sure he was my first round pick in in, in one league. He, he was and, going in the in the hot, uh, early to mid second round in most leagues. And but Roethlisberger getting hurt has kind of ruined his season. I mean, he's had his moments. He's had games where he's gotten over 100 mm-hmm. yards in a score and all that jazz. I mean, oh, yeah, he's, too, Ro- he's too. He's too. Sorry, 
He's yeah. Roth- Roethlisberger is at least under the impression he's coming back next season. Whether or not that we'll actually see. comes to we'll yeah. see. That, that's going to require him to put work in, which I think he hasn't done that in about a decade. Yeah, um, I feel like he's kind of a dick. Like I, I here's the thing. Like, I, I really as a, sport, as a sports journalist, I don't like to say that. I really don't like to say that because like I, I don't. I don't like that. So, like, I'm, I'm saying kind of like in a joking manner. He just seems like a grumbly old man sometimes. Yeah, that's not even bad. That's before you get to the, uh, you know, the rape accusations. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. That, that's he's just not paper. No, yeah, he's like, kind of ordering on top of that. Like, you, you yeah. got inappropriate with a woman in the bathroom, man. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Separate times. So, yeah, in addition to being a predator, he's also very ornery. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, yeah, that, that, that's a lethal combo. Uh, anyways, God, that slipped my fucking mind. Moving on. Moving on. Schuster, as a result of not having the ornery predator thrown in the ball, um, has been very up and down. And he's unfortunately has to, has, was likely going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey this week, which is not great. So, yeah, Schuster, not a good play this week. All right. Now, moving on to tight ends. <laughs> All right. So, stardom, Hunter Henry. Of the Los Angeles Chargers tomorrow night against the Oakland Raiders. Now, Henry has been excellent since he's come back from an injury. I think he's had about at least 80 yards in every single game um, so far. And I think that he's a safe bet. He's, he's been a very high floor play. I think he's a safe bet to explode against the absolute joke of the Oakland Raiders. That was a good call out making that joke, Liam. I'm not going to share that with everybody else, but that was good for you. Good for you. You avoided a bullet there, pal. Um, anyways, so yes, Hunter Henry. Harry he's like, in the phone line and killed me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It would have been a grudge situation. You would have popped out of the back of your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just choking I'm it. from Iowa. Uh, yeah. And he anyway. would have been blue and everything. It would have been crazy. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, I completely forget why the ch- why the demon children were blue in that movie, but that's okay. Uh, it's been a very Iowan, long time. A blue Iowan sounds like a really good mixed drink, so we're going to have to... Blue Iowan sounds like a band that opened for Slipknot in 1997. <laughs> it didn't really go in, and didn't leave Des Moines. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so my sit this week, uh, speaking of places that are by Iowa, Wisconsin, so we got uh, Jimmy Graham. Um, now Jimmy Graham has been. Uh, I know. I know that Wisconsin doesn't neighbor Iowa, but it's not that far away. Uh, He's <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, you can tell. I totally know my geography, but that's fine. Uh, anyway, so Jimmy Graham uh, has four has twenty yards or less in four of the last five games, and the Carolina Panthers have allowed the sixth or seventh least points to tight ends this season. So in standard leagues, so Graham has just been. He's been very. Eh. And he still managed to be a top 10 tight end because he scored a few times, but I don't expect him to score this week. And it would, which I think it's actually going to be a, a sneaky low scoring game between Carolina and Green Bay. <laughs> All right. Now for my tight ends, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep on rolling the dice. I'm going to go guy Secchi versus the Colts. I yeah. think I, he, here's the thing though. I, I think that Col- that Colts defense has been pretty good this season. I think they're going to give ta- uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot of problems. So I think Ballage might get a, a might get a decent amount of work. But I think Gaiseki is going to be the one really consistent uh, receiving threat for that offense. And I think he's going to get an absurd amount of targets. And he's going to be a workhorse. And he's going to get injured by like week twelve. No, I think Devontae Parker will do that for him. So yeah, knock on wood that he does yeah, it. Devontae, Devontae Parker's hamstring is going to explode probably the first quarter of this week. So Yeah, and I'm going to tell you guys a sick Kyle Rudolph versus them boys. Whoa. You mean yeah, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, I mean, he's, he's running a lot of routes these days. 
Yeah, exactly. But the only thing is, though, Kirk Cousins on primetime against a winning team. Chris, yeah. you already laid it out. The resume speaks for itself. Kirk Cousins is probably prime very time. likely not going to perform well against no. them boys. No, unfortunately, Dallas isn't two isn't two and five. That would have been a different. Maybe it would have been a different story if that was the case. Yeah, <laughs> if, they were, if they were four and four, he might be all right. Yeah, but uh, but uh, but the Rain Man has, has actually been, been playing some pretty good football under center. He actually ended up beating me in one of my other leagues, and I was winning by like thirty, projected to win by like twenty. Shout out to Andy, screw you, man. Thanks. Congratulations, Thanks, Thanks. you. Hey, oh, Thanks, Andy. Ray. By the way, a- Andy. By the way, who beat me with uh, you know, you know, with with Rain Man. Uh, is going to the Cowboys versus uh, Patriots game with me on November 24th. And he's a Cowboys fan having grown up in the Dallas area. So that's going to be fun. So yeah, Uh, that's going to be a great tailgate. Yeah, it's going to be. And and, and that fun's going to continue for him when he gets to the stadium. I mean, boy, is it going to be a good old time for them boys in in Foxborough? Oh, we'll see. Dallas is going to lose by 20 at least in that game. Yeah. Moving on to flex options. I'm going to stay to start. Hollywood Brown versus Cincy, my second Baltimore Raven of the night, even though that totally kills me. I think Hollywood's going to have a pretty good game. 60-something yards against the Patriots the other night. Uh, yeah, look look, look for the non-insane Brown. Uh, that So far, yeah, yeah, he, hasn't had a, he hasn't had a mental breakdown yet, but at the same nope, time, it, yes. it, it you know, completely nope. insane nope. You know, in the hasn't beginning. Been- Hasn't 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 threatened people that have uh, accused him of rape or anything like that yet, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is definitely not a good, good job, Marquise. Not, you're, you're, not, not a good year for NFL players threatening fans. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. So yeah, good for you, Marquise Brown. You cleared the absolute lowest bar possible of seemingly being a better person than Antonio Brown. So yeah, good but for that, you, however, J- Jermaine Whitehead, that was just some cold. That, like, that that was, was I'm fun. gonna kill you. That was fun. Like, I mean, he was very he was very ornery. There's no yeah, way everybody, everybody's ornery this week. Like I, I can totally, he was drunk in the club. He probably took out his phone and was like, on blood, I'm going to kill you. Like that's, yeah, that's pissed. shook me to my core reading that. I was like, he, he was just mad that his defense got carved up by baby hands. Brandon Allen. <laughs> he, just, he, he just, he wasn't handling it well. Anyway, I'm going to tell you guys to sit Ballard versus the Colts. I know I said uh, just recently that he was probably yeah, going to get some targets. Pump him up the whole show, and then you, then you just say set him down. Yeah, but the, the thing is, though, he, he might get you – know, he's definitely going to get some looks. He's definitely going to get some targets. I think it's going to be like 3.2 points in a fumble. So Yeah, that sounds about right. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to play his ass. All right, so for the flex, I got stardom. Devin Singletary. Uh, against the, the those very Cleveland Browns. Now Singletary finally had his like breakout game against the Redskins last week. He seems to be has finally surpassed Frank Gore on the depth chart. He's been, he's been, he's been healthy for a few weeks now, so I think he he is definitely the lead dog on that offense. And I think I mean obviously whatever keeps the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, I think is is best for the Bills. And I think Singletary, like I said, horrific Browns run defense is just a great spot for them. And my sit-em, uh, does, I mean, you want to talk about the opposite of a great spot, Devontae Freeman, who has been absolutely terrible this season, courtesy of that shitball Atlanta Falcons <laughs> offense, um, playing against that absolute wagon of a Saints defense. I think Freeman's going to – I think the game's going to be – Loving be the adjectives right now, Chris. I, I love them. Well, that's what I'm here for, just piling on adjectives. Um, so I think Freeman is in an absolute garbage, garbage, garbage spot. The Saints are going to get – are going to freaking kick the shit out of them. And Freeman's going to get about t- five touches before before the game gets out of hand. 
All right. And the guys with the legs, you know, as opposed to all the other guys without the legs. Exactly. As opposed to all the the, uh, torsos hopping around. Yes, exactly. Now the kickers, Stardom, Sidham, Chris, tell us. All right, sorry. We have again my one of my other other one of my uh, other new friends here. Uh, I'm gonna pump into this spot. That would be Zane Gonzalez, who, as I as I said at the start of last week's show, was the co-leader in fantasy points at the position. Uh, Gonzalez has at least nine points in all but two games this year, and this and he's playing the Bucks, who have allowed the most fantasy points to kickers this season. Well, that's because they're allowing like a ton of touchdowns. You know, those extra points start to pile up eventually. Yes, all, yes, also true. But also, and Arizona also with since they have, as you said, Kyler Murray's been has been pretty mediocre so far this season. A lot, lot of uh, crapping out in in field goal range. This so that puts Gonzalez at a in a great spot to be kicking dangers all over the field in 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 Central Florida, wherever the hell part of Florida Tampa's in this this week. <laughs> I, Central South. I don't know. I know it's not North. Uh, anyway, no my, my, and my Stidham would be Jason Myers, who I reluctantly said started against this very same Bucks team this week, and he only managed to get eight points. Jason Myers has been absolutely terrible this season. He's just he's whiffing left and right, and the Niners' defense is tough. I don't think I think, I think I, I, that has the potential to be a very low scoring game. I just don't trust Jason Myers in any matchup that's not amazing. So I would I would drop his ass if you have him, which a lot of people do, particularly after last week. So yeah, all right, awesome, Mike. For my kickers, I'm going to tell you guys to start Matthew Prater for the uh, for the Lions against the Bears. Uh, this Bears defense, good, no, but not entirely great this season. I think uh, Matthew Staff- I think Matthew Stafford is going to get some touchdowns, but I also think there's going to be a lot of crapping out in the red zone early until this Bears defense gets gassed. However, Lions are definitely taking this victory. Matthew Prater, at least two field goals, definitely, definitely, definitely a few a few extra points on top of that. Uh, make it three field goals. I think the Bears are yeah. going to get blown out. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys to sit Randy Bullock versus Baltimore because <laughs> Cincy. I, I, I don't even know what to say. He, he, that, that, that's that, that's, so my, that's you, my third Ravens you, endorsement of the night. You don't think Ryan Finley is going to be a lightning rod for the Zach Taylor-led well, offense? Well, here, here's the thing, though. I think there's, there's probably some thinking saying, you know, that Ryan Finley is not going to be that effective, that he's going to crap out in field goal range. I don't think they're making it to field goal range. Is is exactly what I'm saying. It, it could I, totally this this pick could potentially be my whiff of the week, though. It you know, could be. It could really be bullock fever. Okay, but not good enough. It could be bullock fever. On yeah. Sunday. Who knows? <laughs> and for defenses, I'm gonna tell you guys to start. Wait for it. Wait for it. Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Oh man. Ah, uh, yeah. No, honestly, like it was Baltimore's defense should be on your waiver wire. Go ahead and pick them up. They're going to tear apart Ryan Finley, unless I'm wrong. You know, the only problems <laughs> you make on this on the show sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, and sometimes we're wildly in between. Yeah. That's but the beauty, uh, beauty of takes beauty of predictions, yep. man. Oh yeah, baby. And uh, and to sit the Bears versus the Lions. This is going to be my that's my that's my big you know. Oh. Pick of the week. Yeah. The Khalil Mack led Bears. No, I think Matthew Stafford tears it up 300 plus yards. Let's go, baby. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's, you know, it's crazy about the Bears defense. You know, you can't really, you can't really defend when you're out there 95 snaps. You start to get a little tired and you allow some points. And you're, and you're, you're maybe the, maybe the pass rush isn't really getting there because you have to, because you have to run 85 times a game. Yeah. Because you you can bring it out and take away. I, yeah, I was gonna say like why like, like does their quarterback go three and out in a lot or something? Yeah, is that, is, is yeah, that a he thing does. That happens? Yeah, the offense isn't good. I don't know if you heard, but the offense they're having a hard time moving the ball. 
is real crazy. And somehow that again, this is speaks to you. I'll, I'll you know, admit, that'll just be my final thought. I, you know, here, here's here's my final thoughts ahead of time. The Bears defense, what they're doing right now is miraculous. They're holding teams to 20 points when they're out there 10,000 snaps. Imagine if they had an offense that could that could get first downs. Not no, I'm not saying score points. Like literally get first downs. They they <laughs> like three points a game. They it would be, it would be remarkable. It's it's infuriating. It's so absolutely. L- l- let me ask you this on your on your final thoughts. Is this Mitch Trubisky's final season in Chicago? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, uh, please. Your Get mic didn't even pick me. up you yelling. You were just going so crazy, dude. Yes, because I, I'm done. I'm done. I accuse Ryan Pace of smoking meth when they picked him. That might have been too that might have been too mild. He might have been smoking meth and then shooting heroin and then just doing cocaine on top of that. I don't. He was. Uh, he was all fucked up. He was all fucked up when he made the pick. And Trubisky stinks. He's past the point of no return. Matt Nagy's coaching scared. They need to get. to get the hell out of here. I'll take anybody. Anybody with a pulse. Give me. I'll t- like. I hate Marcus Mariota. I'll take him on a one-year deal over Ooh. Trubisky next year. Uh, Anyone. Yeah. Blue, blue, turns out Marcus Mariota is the one guy watching the podcast right now, and yeah. he's me, you know, calling my agent right now. <laughs> give me Cam Newton on half on like one point on like a half a leg and and no shoulders. Fine, probably it's probably still better than Trubisky. Wow, uh, and yeah, honestly, this might be an article coming later on, but possible landing spots for every quarterback uh, that that could potentially come to Bear. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Bears. Yeah, every, every quarterback that could potentially come to Chicago, beginning with Uncle Rico. And I'm not yeah. even talking Gardner Minshew. No, I'm you're talking, talking the actual Uncle Rico, the, the actor who played Uncle Rico. Anybody. No, no, yeah, not the fictional character come to no, life. Like, I'm the talking actor. the 70-year-old man, whatever the his name is. Yeah, be. exactly. I don't know his name either, but, yeah, sure, bring him in. He's probably, he, 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 probably still better than Trubisky. Anyways, so here's my final picks. Uh, even though I did things in reverse order, so my stardom, uh, I agree with Liam. The Ravens, they're playing a, they're pl- they're, the Bengals' offense has been has been abysmal, and now they have a, and that was with a veteran running it, and Andy Dalton, like a sir, a, a mediocre veteran. Now you have a rookie quarterback who necessarily who wasn't necessarily the most highly touted quarterback, so we don't know what the hell Ryan Finley is, and until I know who he is, I mean, since the Bengals have him, I'm going to assume he's ass. So I think that, yeah, I think they're going to get destroyed this weekend. So. My sit-em is the Vikings, who I, I know I told you guys to sit-em last week, and they ended up doing all right against the Chiefs. Now, the difference between the Chiefs and the Vikings is the Cowboys have a great offensive line, unlike the Chiefs, who, whose offensive line is in shambles right now. So I, I don't think they're going to get a lot of sacks, which is what saved them last Sunday. So I, I think I think they're going to keep da- – I think Dallas is going to keep Dak clean, and I think Dak might turn the ball over once if they're lucky. So I think, I think Minnesota – and Dallas has actually allowed the least fantasy points to defenses this year. So I think Minnesota is just a really bad spot for Minnesota, even though they are a talented, talented unit. All right. Well, there's our picks for Stardom Cinema. Uh, so that about wraps it up. So, yes, Chris, so, you, you already gave your final thoughts. So I you know, did. You can, you can just get the hell out of here, man. Just- I can sit this one out, but but I can't sit this one out because the mystery of what the orange thing is has been burning me for this entire oh, hour. That's so, right. So hold on, we're going to get to that when I do the outro. When I do the outro, okay. we will get to it. Okay. So I, I don't really have any final thoughts because I just want to get to this. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then I'd like to thank you folks for listening to this episode of the Earful of Fantasy podcast. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider, even CastBox. Speaking CastBox. of books. <laughs> 
Yeah! <laughs> I know! I couldn't think of it. I don't even know what the hell CastBox is, but... It's, it's, it's pretty good. I re-downloaded it, actually. It's, you Fantastic! Know, CastBox, yeah. sponsor us. Yeah, honestly, CastBox, please. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to subscribe to the Earful of Fantasy and whatever that provider may be, especially CastBox. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris or on Twitter at EOFantasy. Thank you, folks, and may the fantasy gods be kind to you because they're certainly not being kind they to us. They were kind to me unless we come back! Bring me favor! Bring me favor again! Bye! You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.